Gabriella Balcom won the right to have a novel published by Clarendon House Publishing when one of her stories was voted best in the anthology in which it appeared. Her book, On the Wings of Ideas, came out following this. What's your favorite genre? Fantasy? Horror? Sci-fi? Romance? Literary fiction? This multi-genre collection of short stories includes all of that and more and has something for everyone. Gabriella's stories will alternately move you and bring you to tears, captivate or horrify you, and have you on the edge of your seat. Don't miss out. Be sure to get a copy today. All her life, Joan placed herself into the hands of men who failed her. Joan does the unthinkable for a woman in 1960, leaving her small town of Gainesfield. As an accomplished musician, Joan served her country in the first ever women's Air Force band, San Antonio, Texas. She unwittingly becomes part of a brainwashing experiment. After her Air Force service, returning to society is particularly hard for Joan, so much so that she has spent a good deal of her life in a mental institution. As a patient in a VA hospital, Joan is found murdered. Small-town secrets, whispers behind closed doors, stolen records, serve to solve the mystery of what the hell happened to Joan. This book is a work of fiction, but very well could have happened. Gabriella Balcom's thrilling sci-fi novella, The Return. The world doesn't know about the compound hidden underground, and the wealthy investors funding it want things to stay that way. Although it's the year 2027, most of the facility's research is illegal. If animal rights activists had an inkling of what went on, they'd clamor for justice. Human rights activists would scream from the rooftops. By the time 2030 arrives, Researchers have worked for a while with feline service units and human replicas, HRs, who are virtual prisoners with no rights. More and more of them are dying and they long for freedom. Surprisingly, one of the top scientists isn't happy with the status quo either. Tensions are mounting and things are not as they appear. And now, enjoy this free JZO Modcast show. Carry on all the way, well, son. There'll be peace when you are done. Lay your weary head to rest. Don't you cry. Don't you cry. Hey everybody and welcome to Lupa's Bits. I am, of course, your host, Lupa Barty, and this is episode 75. Holy crap, 75. Um, yes, we are coming to you semi-live um, from the home studio. No, I know, it doesn't, you can't hear my mic because my mic's not hooked up. Um, it doesn't sound as good as it usually sounds. Because my mic and everything is packed. Because next week, uh, barring any unforeseen circumstances, I will be coming to you live from Florida. 
which, you know, if you remember from two years ago, <laughs> was a whole lot of fun to podcast. Um, but it'll be a lot quieter because my nephew won't be there this year. My sister won't be there this year. The yappy dog will still be there this year, but it's a much bigger house. It's not a little uh, double wide. Um, so I can go away from said yappy dog and owner of said yappy dog. So, yeah. Okay, so there is some housekeeping I need to get to. Oh, for crying out loud, Snapchat's starting to drive me nuts. Give me, like, I'm trying to... Don't you hate it? Like, okay, I went to sign in because I got a new phone. I've got things to tell you this week. I have some serious things to tell you this week. Anyway, I got a new phone. So, of course, I transferred everything from my old about-to-explode phone to my new phone. And for some reason, it transferred all of the apps, but it didn't necessarily transfer all of the logins. So, one of them being, I got a notification, I have a new Snapchat, and I watch it because my kid's on it, and my nephew's on it. And it's got some really cool filters. I like to play around with filters. So, I went to log in, and it told me, oh no, your password's wrong. Now, it's been a week for passwords. I'm just throwing that out there. It's been a week for passwords, especially my Apple ID password. I can't even begin to tell you how many times I've changed that. Anyway, so I go to change my Snapchat password. So I put in, I have like several passwords that I use on a regular. I just rotate them or change them up a little bit. So I put it in and then it tells me, I'm sorry, you can't use the same password you're changing from. Beg your pardon. I just put that password in and you told me it was wrong. So, yeah. Needless to say, I was not thrilled. Password is now changed. Um, I can get, hopefully I don't ever have to put it in again because I'm not going to remember it. That's what's been happening with my Apple ID is I will go to download an app and it'll tell me to put in my Apple ID password. I'll put in what I assumed was my Apple ID password especially, you know, the six times that I've changed it. Okay, this has got to be it. This is what I changed it to. And it'll go, no, you're wrong. What? And I will, I will like, default to another password. I will try, you know, capitalizing weird letters in the middle of it, thinking maybe that's what I did. I even typed in, I hate passwords, thinking, you know, maybe I changed it to that. Nope. Nope, nope, you're wrong. You're wrong. And then it says, okay, well, you can use the password that you use to unlock the phone as your password. Okay, great. So I put that in. Okay, well, now you need to change your password. Oh, what? Oh, man. So this time I actually changed the password and then I sent the password to somebody. Said, remember this. Just do me a favor. Just remember it. Write it down somewhere. Curve it into your desk. I don't care what you do with it. Just remember it for me because I can guarantee you I'm going to go and download another app because I'm switching tomorrow. Uh, probably sometime in the afternoon, I will be switching from my Canadian phone to my American phone and there'll be apps that I'm going to want to download and I'm going to need that stupid password <laughs> because I'm going to put it in and it's going to tell me it's wrong. Okay, so let's do housekeeping before I forget and have to change the password. 
Alright, so last week I mentioned that the World of Myth Anthology Volume 4 was now available on MythMart. And if you're Canadian on Amazon, if you live in the UK on Amazon, if you live anywhere in the world other than the United States, buy it on Amazon. If you live in the United States, buy it on MythMart. Well, guess what? It is selling like nobody's business. Really, it's nobody's business how well it's selling. But it is selling like nobody's business. It is insane. We can't keep these books in stock. We order some so that they'll be on the shelves in the warehouse. And the minute they're ordered, we get orders for them. <laughs> it's like, all right. So when these come in, they go into another box and they go right back out. <laughs> I mean, they don't even, I'm pretty sure the paper, they haven't even cooled from the, the presses. They they come in and they go out. So, yeah, they are selling great. I am so thrilled. So, um, if you've ordered one in the last, like, week or so, please be patient. We have run out of stock again and again and again and again. And every time, like, we keep ordering more. So. Um, it may take a couple of more days than usual to get your order, but your order is coming and it will be literally fresh off the presses. So, um, just wanted to, to let you know that um, the World of Myth 2022 calendars are finally in our hot little hands. And let me tell you, they are beautiful. Holy moly. They turned out so well. I am so impressed. I can't wait to get mine. Um, of course, being in Canada, I'm going to wait until I get to Florida and then I'm going to order my calendar and have it delivered to Florida. But you can get them only at MythMart.com. So if you happen to be a Canadian, shoot me a DM. We'll talk. I'll hook you up. Um, yeah, so go to www.mythmart.com and you can get your world of myth calendar and they're so totally worth it they're not that expensive you're supporting the artists that took the time to put the work into the mag into the our magazine and ended up being chosen to be put into our calendar and you're basically offsetting the cost of the calendar by purchasing the calendar and paying the artist so buy a calendar support good art Okay, uh, number three, we are, I can't, I can't believe I'm about to read this because I, I was there at the inception of this concept. I was there when we were shooting around names of what to call it. I was there when Dave came up with the idea. I was there when it, the idea was born and here we are heading into the fourth annual open contract challenge like brain exploding okay um the start date for that is march 20th so if you want to enter i would suggest you start polishing your pitches bitches get them ready get them in <laughs> we want them um now Something new this year is the director of the OCC has a wildcard option. 
Now, that's all I'm going to say about the wild card right now. It will all come out when the rules and regulations and all of the the hoopla about the contest and all the read-up about the contest comes out closer to the start date of March 20th. So, yes, there is a new wild card rule. So, get your stuff shined up, grab a stick of juicy fruit, and, you know... <laughs> Wow, I am like a brand guru tonight. Anyway, so March 20th, get your stuff in. And just because you didn't get chosen last year, you didn't get, doesn't mean you can't enter this year. Polish up that manuscript. Tweak it, fix it, do whatever you need to do to it. Resubmit it. You never know. You just never know. All right, so number four. Apparently... Apparently, there are multiple new company-owned websites being worked on. Um, one for publishing. So there will be, sometime in the very near future, uh, darkmythpublishing.com being launched. They're publications. Darkmythpublications.com. Um, yay. I'm very happy about that because that's mine. <laughs> That's my department. That's where I work. That's my job title. That's my place. Um, there's a corporate site that's going to be launching, which will basically be the launch pad. It'll tell you who the Jason Dark Myth Company is, who the board of directors is. You can find all the archived minutes there from the meetings. You'll be able to find the audio or video or whatever for the meetings. Um you'll be able to find all of the links to all of our facets in our company. You'll be able to read our mission statements. All of that stuff will be there. Um, and finally, as much as it breaks my poor little heart to have to read this, PCE 2020 has been rescheduled from February 12th, my birthday, to... Hey, does that mean... If it's not happening on my birthday, does that mean I don't have to, have to actually have my birthday? Can I not have my birthday? Can I reschedule my birthday? Okay, I'm trying to read my live studio audience sign language, and I'm like... I'm not getting it. <laughs> oh, there we go. Okay. So we're not having PCE has been rescheduled and I'm not having a birthday this year. We're going to go with that. Um, there's a massive spike in COVID pretty much everywhere. Uh, I live in Ontario and um, it's, it's insane. To the point where it's actually affected my family personally. It's that bad. Now, Omicron is not as bad as Delta, which is great, but it spreads faster. It spreads easier. You walk by somebody, you can catch it just like that without even thinking, um, without even knowing. So there has been a huge spike in California of COVID cases. Hospitals are over percentage they're crammed full people are coming up positive and 
their like over capacity by 120%. That is just at the hospital that Dave works at, St. Mary's. So it's a real concern about holding the event in February. It's only a few weeks away. And people are concerned. We're not getting the vendors that are going to come out. We're not going to get the people that are going to come out. And it's not going to be the event that it could, that it should be. Not that it could be, but that it should be. So it has been rescheduled to June. We're not exactly, there isn't a hard date nailed down. Um, but we're looking at June. So if you are a vendor and you are going to be around in June and you would like to still come to PCE and vend, we are still accepting registrations. Um, just go to www.pcehd.com and yeah, come on out. It's going to be fun. I mean, now we've got all these months to plan, so it's going to be, it better be. An incredible event. I'm on the committee. So, I mean, I can't do much, but, you know, I'm on the committee. Um, actually, I'll be able to do a lot more because I will be stateside from now until April. So, yeah. Um, PCEHD.com. Go and register. Get a ta table. And that will give you from now until June to build up your stock and, and create some new things if you so desire. But, yeah. So, what it was originally supposed to be held on February 12th and it has been rescheduled to June. So yeah, I, I'm not going to lie. I'm bummed. I, I am. I mean, it was the first one that was actually falling on my birthday, my actual date of birth. That's not going to happen again for another seven years. So, Hey, maybe I'll just stay 49 for the next seven years. I could do that. Yeah, that sounds good. I think I'll do that. That way my boyfriend's not dating a 50-year-old. And that's gonna that's gonna mess with your head. I mean, it's messing with mine, and I'm the one that's turning 50. I just no, that's not right. <laughs> that can't be my age. No, that's not my age. That's like somebody else's age, not mine. So that is all of the uh, housekeeping that I have for you, the official housekeeping that I have for you this week. Um, my housekeeping, I have started a TikTok page for the podcast. Uh, it is Lupa's Bits, the TikTok so if you go to TikTok, you type in L-U-P-A-S underscore B-I-T-S, you will find me. Um, and I'm going to be adding, like, there'll be stuff on there that isn't on the podcast. Delving into things that, because of the broad age range in my listeners on the podcast, there are things that I tend to not discuss, things that I tend to not say, not dive into, if you will, on the podcast that I can go into more in the TikTok. So go check it out. If you're under 18, I'm sorry, it's not for you. <laughs> you're not allowed to be there. You can come listen to the podcast. So, yeah, it's on TikTok. It's Lupa's Bits, 
the TikTok. And there's only like two videos up right now. I just did one tonight and I discovered I could actually have my my captions read in Chewbacca's voice. <laughs> and I'm not gonna, oh, yeah, I see. I am still giggling about that. It was you got it. OK, you know what? Let me see if you can hear it. You got to hear it. It's like it's 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 too cool. It's like the coolest thing. Apparently one person has seen it and I have one new follower. <laughs> Yay me. All right. Hold on. Listen. Hey, you're not so late. No. No, that's not how it's supposed to. Ah, it didn't work. Anyway. Um. Well, it didn't work, but I can do, I can do, yeah, I can, I can have my voice to text written, read, and I can have it read in Chewbacca's voice. I can have it read in C3, in C3PO's voice, in Stitch's voice. So, yeah. But I only have two videos up now because I just made the account, like, yesterday. Um, I'm pretty sure there's going to be some, hey, ma, videos. <laughs> Probably on my, my Lady Lou uh, TikTok, but there will be some uh, collecting in podcast information on the podcast one as well. But yeah, I'm going to be stranded, trapped, held captive, forced to endure three days in the car with my mother. Um, this could actually be my last will and testament that you're listening to. I don't know. <laughs> we'll find out. It could also be, you know, my get-out-of-jail-free card. I don't know. Trapped three days in a car with my mother. I'm, 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 yeah. Oh, okay. I've done it before, and I, I only was mean to her a couple of times. And unfortunately, this time she told me I'm not allowed to be mean to her. So I told her not to be a bitch. It's it's that simple. <laughs> you don't be a cranky old lady. I'm not going to be mean to you. It, that's that's the long and the short of it. Because she can be very. Self-centered. She can be very, it's all about me, poor me. And that's what the last three days have been, is poor me, poor me, poor me. Okay. Um, my brother-in-law ended up bringing COVID into the house. And he got it. My nephew got it. My niece got it. And my sister now has it. Well, she says she's kind of felt like she's been fighting it off for five days. She's been on the edge of it. Um, the roomie got it. And the baby has kind of got a cough, but she hasn't got full blown like the two older ones did. Uh, my mom has been hiding in her suite downstairs in the basement. So she hasn't come into contact with them. She hasn't been around them. So when asked at the border, have you come into contact with anybody with COVID? She can honestly, without lying, say no because <laughs> she hasn't been near them. Um, but she called me to, okay, so the original plan was that she was going to come here, pick me up. We were going to go there. I was going to spend the night. We were going to pack the car and then we were going to leave. 
And then my brother-in-law, who I love dearly. Mm -hmm. Decided he didn't want my car in the driveway. We don't know why. He just doesn't want my car in the driveway. Okay, fine. Whatever. So we were trying to find somebody to drive me down. Um, that wasn't going to happen. Mom suggested a bus. I told her she was crazy. I'm not putting all of my luggage on the bus. That's just no. So then it turned into... Now she has to drive for three hours and she doesn't like to drive in the snow and she's got to drive and come and pick me up. And then we have to turn around and go back to the house and we have to pack. Wait a minute. Hold on. Time out. Time out. First of all, you need to remove the word we from any of that work discussion because there is no we. Second of all, she can drive up here. It's an hour and a half. Then she can scooch her 70-year-old butt over into the passenger seat and can drive back. It's not a big deal. She doesn't like taking the 401-427 QEW, so it's 404 to the 407 on the way back. On the way up, she's going to take the 407 to the 404. Spits her right out onto Woodbine. And she's going to call me from Woodbine because if she goes by Google Maps, it'll take her Raven shoe and she'll just... It'll just be a nightmare. The woman is going to be 70 in July. Um, so she's going to call me when she gets to Woodbine. And I'm going, okay, where are you now? Okay, stay on Woodbine. Okay, where are you now? Pa okay, so it's going to curve to the right. Follow the curve. Where are you now? Okay, stay till the end of the... And I'm going to pretty much drive her right to my door. You're coming over the bridge now. Okay, slow down. Slow down. You'll see the building with the flag. Look across the street. Yes, you see that building. Yes, it says Gemini. Yeah, that's where you stop. Stop. Right there. No, I see you. Back up. Pull into the stop. That's going to be the direction to get my mother from 404 and Woodbine to my door. And then, and then, when she gets here, she'll push a button and raise the hatch. That is all the help I'm going to get. That's it. She's not even going to come, not even going to come up the 17 stairs to see my apartment that she's never seen. Because she can't do stairs. And I said to her, well, that's kind of funny. You're going to have to learn. Because when we come back from Florida, my sister doesn't want my mom coming home. She wants her to, wants both of us to quarantine at my apartment for five to ten days before my mother can go home so she's gonna have to climb those 17 stairs at some point because i am not carrying her up the stairs on my back that's not happening there's no piggybacking no and there isn't a chairlift mm -mm. no so anyway she's gonna get here i'm going to have to lug all of my stuff downstairs put it in the car and then we're gonna go back to her house and I'm going to take all of my stuff out of the car, get her stuff, put all of the stuff into the car, and then we're going to make a break for the border. So the last three days have been her complaining about all of this work that she has to do. And I finally said to her yesterday, uh, Mom, 
why don't you, you just wait? Like, why don't you just hold on? See if somebody there can help you. Nobody here will help me. They won't help me at all. They've all, they're not going to help me. Okay, mom. So I'm talking to my sister. And I happen to mention, is there anything like, are you and mom okay? Because mom doesn't seem just like you guys are okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, we're fine. We're fine. Okay, fine. What did she say? All right, doors open. In I go. Well, this is what mom has said. She said, there's nobody there that's going to help her. I suggested that maybe somebody could help throw her stuff into the car so that when she gets here, I can take her stuff out, put all of our stuff in together, and we can leave for the border from here. So I find out from my sister that she had suggested to my mother to just wait until Friday. Mom could come pick me up on the Friday. I could spend the night. We, I could hang out with my sister. I could hang out with my niece and my nephew. I could hug my niece and my nephew. We could pack the car up with help. With help. On Saturday. And leave on Saturday, which was the original plan. Mom wanted to leave on the Saturday. Not good enough for my mother. No, she wants to leave tomorrow which is Wednesday. She couldn't wait three more days. No, no, she couldn't wait three more days. It would have made life so much easier for me if she had have waited three more days. But she couldn't wait three more days so that I could have help loading her car full of her stuff and my stuff. Yeah. So I'm going to be trapped in a car with my mother, who's going to be cranky. And I have to be nice to her. I, I, I don't know if I can do that. I love my mom. Don't get me wrong. I love my mom. And I know when she's gone, I'm going to miss this. Okay, well, maybe not this, but I'll miss. We have fun on the road trips. We do. We, there's a few times on the last road trip to Florida, we almost had to pull over because neither one of us could see because we were laughing so hard. We, that's when we, we coined the term verbal autocorrect. Um, you know how you have autocorrect on your phone and it completely chooses like a word that isn't even a word and it autocorrects to that. Well, we were doing that verbally. <laughs> My brain was not functioning, and I was just making up words as I went. I don't know. So, yeah, verbal autocorrect. And we do have fun when we have when we go together. And she is actually willing this time, so she says, we'll see, to let me do some of the driving so that it's not so hard on her. We'll see. But anyway, so, yeah, we're leaving for Florida tomorrow morning. She's got to take her dog to the vet, get all of the shots, get the paperwork, She's going to come and get me. I'm going to be pretty much a basket case by tomorrow night. But I still have to work. I still have the magazine to do. Magazine still has to go out. <sighs> Tried doing a lot of it today. Um, we aren't even going to discuss that. Because I spent most of the day dodging my mother. <laughs> I'm telling you. I love her. But I'm not going to be able to run away from her if I'm trapped in the car with her for three days. 
All right, this is totally not what I wanted to talk about, but it kind of does lead into what I wanted to talk about. I've been binge watching the Vampire Diaries, or not the Vampire Diaries, but the originals um, since I was in the States. It was on Netflix, and I got all excited, like, woohoo! And then when I got home, I found out that it is on Prime at home. So I've been binging it, and I'm kind of watching it with new eyes this time around i'm paying more attention to the subtleties of the show i'm paying more attention to the monologues and this week especially has been a very trying week for me uh, there's been a lot of tears there's been a lot of um very very down moments for me this week um there's been a lot of very up moments for me this week as well. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Um, I went to Misha's place on Saturday. I was supposed to go Friday, but, you know, snowstorm. Or, no, Friday, I was waiting for my new phone to arrive. Now, that was a fun time because the post office said it had been delivered. I was battling with my neighbors all day with the hall light because they seem to think that the hall light needs to remain off. Um, that's great. Their door is by the window. So you can actually see down the hall to their door. You can't see down the hall to my door. It's dark. And at night you can't see down the hall at all, which is a fire hazard, but we'll discuss that later. So every time I turn the light on so that, the delivery person could see my door five minutes later, they'd be out the door, shutting the light back off. I, I was getting ready to like tape the light on. Um, so I get a notification in my email that says that the package was, had tried to be delivered and they had left a notice. What? So I go out, I look, there's no notice on my door. Okay, well, maybe they left it downstairs. So I put my coat on, and I'm in my pajama pants. I'm home. Of course, I'm in my pajamas. So I'm in my pajama pants, my slippers, and my big, puffy Michelin Man winter coat. Down the stairs I go. Look, nope, there's no notice on the downstairs door. Well, maybe they left it on the store door. So... In my pajama pants and my slippers. And yep, I'm watching my boyfriend cringe. <laughs> Off I toddle down the driveway to the main street, out onto the sidewalk, round to the front of the building, in my pajama pants and my slippers. <laughs> the only thing missing was the hair and curlers. <laughs> you should see the vein in his forehead. It's really funny. <laughs> hey, it could have been worse. It could have been sandals and flip flops. Oh, I just wiped the smile right off his face. <laughs> anyway, so I go to the front of the store. Nothing. Okay, well, the addresses are a little weird here, okay? I live at 130A, apartment one. The building next door is 130. Now, originally, this was all 130, and then they split the property into two and put two buildings on it. So I went down the street to the building next door and looked at the front of their door to see if there was a notice there. There was nothing there. So I go back upstairs to my apartment and I call what I thought was my post office. Turns out it was the call center for Canada Post. 
And he said, oh, no, no, those notices are scanned before it even leaves the post office because delivery people are no longer allowed to go into buildings and to deliver. They're not allowed to get anything that needs a signature has to be captured at the post office. So what you're telling me is that my new phone is sitting at the post office right now. I can go and pick it up. Well, it's not ready yet. As soon as it's ready, they'll we'll let you know. Okay. So I hung up and I got thinking about it. I'm like, that doesn't sound right. If it's not on the truck, if they scan the notice before it even leaves the post office, my phone should be sitting at the post office. So I did some digging. I actually found the number to the actual post office that's six doors down. And I called them. And they said, oh, no, it's on the truck. What? Wait. How did it go out for delivery if you have to capture my signature at the post office and the notice has already been scanned? She says, oh, no, 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 no. She she took it with her. She can deliver. They can, they can do a verbal capture. What? That's not what Canada Post told me a minute ago. And she says, well, no, because they're idiots. And what they tell people, what they tell our customers is not true. But they work for Canada Post. <laughs> so apparently they're not allowed to come because of COVID. They're not allowed to enter into buildings anymore. Um, if they can deliver it from the street, like if, if the door is on the uh, like the outside, if I had gone downstairs, she could have delivered it to that door, but she can't come in the building and come up the stairs and come to my apartment because of COVID. All right, fine. So the girl at the post office said she would call me and let me know when my phone was back at the post office. She said it'd probably be back around 3, 3.30. Well, one thirty, and I canceled my plans. I was supposed to go to Misha's for the night, cancel my plans, reschedule them for the Saturday. And um, I get a phone call at one thirty, so I go and get my phone. It took me almost six hours to program that ridiculous new phone. And it's still not quite where I want it to be, but at least it works. Um, and then I realized like four hours in, they had actually sent me a new SIM card. So I had to take the SIM card out that I had switched over, put the new SIM card in and hit activate. And then it worked even better. So, you know, it was great. So now I have my new phone. It's an iPhone 11 and it's it's just a little bit smaller than the iPhone 11 Pro Max that... Um, I, I got while I was in the States. Just say that. <laughs> so, yeah, it's kind of neat. So now I have two iPhone 11s. One has one extra camera. Then the other one is a little bit bigger. So I got that done. Um, so then Saturday, I went to Misha's and we were drinking margaritas. And I ended up with like a massive headache. It really hurt. Um, I got something done that I haven't had done in probably 10 years or more. I got a hair wrap. Now, she used to do them for me all the time. I always had one in. And the colors would change. The charm at the end would change. The beads would change. Because it all has meaning. It all has significant meaning. The last one that I had in had the colors of the medicine wheel because when it was put in, I was at 
the beginning of my um, broken heart journey, <laughs> I guess you could call it. It's when my heart, I was diagnosed with cardiomyopathy. So we did a weaving um, of the different colors of the medicine wheel. And we put healing intent into each color and each wrap. And then um, the charm on the end was, I do believe it was a feather, if I remember correctly. I don't know. I have to find it. I still have it around here somewhere. Um, but each, the charm means something as well. So I wanted a new wrap because I have some new things manifesting in my life right now. I have some new things that I'm going to be doing in my life right now. And I have things that I need to let go of and that I need to grab onto as well. So um, I got it done in varying shades of purple. And it has specific meaning to me. And um, the charms all have a specific meaning. I have a star. The very first charm that is on there is a star to remind me to always keep reaching for the stars. And then I have the fleur-de-lis to remind me where I came from. And then at the end, there is a butterfly to remind me of my muse and the ever-changing caterpillar to the butterfly. You need to spread your wings and fly uh, while you're reaching for the stars. And then a leaf. And the leaf is kind of twofold. It reminds me of my family, of my sister. She gave me a leaf dipped in silver as a thank you gift for everything that I did when I was helping with her wedding. And it also reminds me that no matter how dark things get, how dead things may look, like trees do in the winter, that there's always a time of renewal. There's always a time of rebirth that the leaves come back and life comes back. So, yeah, so I got that done. That took about four hours to do. <laughs> it was a long, painful process. And it wasn't just painful for me. It was pain painful for poor Mish, too, because she had to do all the wrapping and everything. So, but it was it was fun. It was something we hadn't done in a very long time. And we had a lot of laughs, a lot of laughs that night. Holy jumping. We talked about a lot of the old times and things that we had done, things that we probably shouldn't have done, <laughs> things that we did that we didn't think we were going to get away with, that we did. Um, secrets that we knew, information that we just, a lot of stuff. And then we got caught up on the years that we were not friends. Well, it, you know, we just, it was a really good night and my ribs still kind of hurt from laughing so hard. Um, but we finally, I think, called it a night about three, three thirty in the morning. <laughs> and the, the thing, the... I don't know if it's a sad thing. We had full intentions of drinking and getting silly, having some, we were drinking tequila. Drunkenness was going to ensue. We drank, between the two of us, we drank a half a bottle of Jose Cuervo straight from Mexico. Oh, goodness. English word on that bottle. 
We both went to bed stone cold sober. Well, not stone cold sober. I mean, obviously we had alcohol in our system, but we were sober. For all intents and purposes, we were sober. Um, so I said to her, I said, look at that, like half bottle of tequila and we're still sober. What a bunch of lightweights. And she looks at me, she goes, uh, you might want to rethink that half a bottle te of tequila and we're still sober. We're not lightweights. I'm like, Ooh, yeah. Uh, right. <laughs> okay. So, um, I'm not as much of a lightweight as I thought I was going to be after all these years of, you know, not drinking a whole lot, but I needed that, um, that laughter. I needed that reconnection because like I said, it's been a rough week. It's, I, I have realized that a lot of my, um, depression and struggles in the winter are because of the weather are because of the lack of sunshine. I did not feel this way when I was in California because it's sunny every day. I'd actually wake up and go, oh, it's sunny again. Looking for a cloud. Um, I am legitimately a houseplant with emotions. I need water. I need sunlight. And with the rescheduling of PCE, that kind of hit me kind of hard this week. And I won't lie. I was heartbroken. I was looking forward to celebrating a milestone birthday. Like I'm turning 50, 50. That's a milestone birthday. That's a big freaking deal. And the fact that I was going to be celebrating it at PCE kind of made the fact that I was turning 50 a little more acceptable, a little more palatable. And that got taken away from me. So it was a hard week. And like I said, I've been binge watching the originals. Now, if you don't know what the originals is, sorry about your luck. It, there was a show called the vampire diaries, and this is a spinoff of that, but it's a more adult show. It's more, um, there's more blood, there's more sex, there's more vampires, there's more werewolves. There's, it's just more adult than high school drama, teenagers, unrequited love, whatever. Now there is unrequited love. And I say that because the very first quote that I'm going to read to you is about that actually. <laughs> uh, the premise of this scene is, um, Elijah, who is one of the original vampires is in love with Haley, who is a werewolf, but, um, she's a hybrid. She ended up dying and then she had to become a vampire. She died. Anyway, long story. You have to watch the show to understand it. Well, in order to save her pack, she has to marry Jackson. Who's the alpha, blah, blah, blah. Long story short, she's not going to be with Elijah. So Klaus is having a conversation with her and there is a line in what he says that really struck me. Now, what he says to her is, from all the poems written on the subject of unrequited love, there are so few on the pain of being the object of that affection. The truth is, Haley, it's not love on which the strongest foundations are built. It's the decency of merciful lies. Think about that. The decency of merciful lies. Now, 
she was kind of at a crossroads. She had done something that she was debating whether or not to tell Jackson about. Um, the decency of merciful lies. What are merciful lies? I guess you could say merciful lies are those things that you don't lie about, but you don't necessarily share with your, your whoever, your significant other, a family member, whatever. You keep that to yourself because you know telling that person would serve no purpose other than to hurt them. So you stay silent. That's a merciful lie. By staying silent, you're showing mercy. I, I, it just, it struck me because I'm very big about lying. I'm very, um, I can't tolerate a liar. Just tell me the truth. I don't care if it hurts my feelings. Tell me the truth. That's all I ask. That's all I ask. So it kind of, it really struck me. So then I started paying a little bit more attention to um, the monologues and what they were saying, because that really, like, it struck a nerve with me. And the episode tonight, because of what I've been going through, I actually stopped it, rewound it. it well, you know what I mean? Move the thing back. I'm old school. Rewound. And listened to it again. And I just, I didn't, I closed my eyes and just listened to the words. And she starts out at the beginning. And it's Rebecca, the, the sister, that's saying it. And this the show opens up with her monologue. And it says, all of us live with a demon inside. Some days you control the demon. And other days it controls you. It is always hungry. It feeds on lust and longing. And while you may slumber, the demon never sleeps. It tempts you into crossing every line you've ever drawn. All the while, it tests you, haunts you. And once it has turned your loved ones into enemies, the demon has consumed you whole. And that really kind of hit me. And then it, the episode ends with her saying this. There is a saying in my family. Kill a demon today, face the devil tomorrow. Yet even as you dance on that demon's grave, you can't help but wonder, was that demon alone? Or do you have other, deadlier ones to fight? And though you celebrate having won the battle, have you really prepared for the war? So as we dress ourselves in the armor needed for this new fight, we must first tend to our wounds, starting with the deepest. And, I mean, they were speaking of demons figuratively and literally in that monologue. But if you think about it, every single person fights a demon of their own every single day. They wake up in the morning and that demon's right there. Whether it's depression, whether it's addiction, whether it's self-loathing, self-harm, um, food addiction, whatever. You wake up every morning and that demon is sitting on the end of your bed going, morning. I'm going to give you about six and a half seconds and then you're going to remember me because that's about the time that it takes to fully wake up six and a half seconds. I've 
enjoyed those six and a half seconds in the morning when you're still kind of half sleepy, half awake, and you don't remember. You don't feel sad. You don't feel worthless. You don't feel angry. You don't feel neglected or left out. You don't feel ugly. You don't feel fat. You don't feel. Six and a half seconds. And then your brain kicks in and those voices start and there's your demon. For me, it's self-worth. It's self-loathing. It's body image. It's um, a lot of, of um, personal things with myself that wait for me when I wake up. And I'm one of the, the ways that I combat that, or at least I try and, and find acceptance with those demons where I can kind of sit with that demon is I send good morning messages. And a lot of times I am only awake for about 13 seconds <laughs> for that first six and a half seconds to enjoy being awake. And then six and a half seconds to go, all right, let's just do it. And I will send off a good morning video. I will send one to Dave. I will send one to Crystal. Both of them are entirely different. Both of them are two different sides of me. One of them is usually the first words that I have said in the morning. So voice is all scratchy and hoarse and hair is wherever it happens to land when I roll over. Um, pajamas are usually askew. Sometimes they're wrapped around my neck. Sometimes they're sideways. Sometimes it, I don't know. Um, and then the next one, I'm a little more composed. I'm usually sitting up and it's more laughing and joking. Um, but I'm on camera. I haven't wiped the sleep from my eyes. I haven't checked to make sure that the drool, the crusted drool from the side of my mouth is wiped away. I just grab it and go and send it out. And I hit send before I have a chance to go. Did I like that angle? And I can tell you some of those angles. I've gone back and I've watched them. And I go, ooh. I did not, no, no, not a good angle for me. That would not good. I should have raised my arm up a little bit higher and you wouldn't have had to look up my nose and past my double chins. But I send them anyway. And 90% of the time, <laughs> I will get back a message. You're adorable. Or you're ridiculous. You're so cute. You know, from one of them. And it kind of puts a Band-Aid on that wound. It kind of puts a scab on it. And I can get up and I can feel good. Hit the coffee machine on the way to the bathroom. Still don't look in the mirror. I still don't. I, I don't. I can't. I, do, I don't know why I have mirrors. In <laughs> I have one. In my entire apartment, there is one mirror. Um, there's a little one that I use when I'm 
doing girly stuff like my eyebrows or something ridiculous like that or attempting to put on eye makeup. But I have one mirror in my entire apartment and that is in the bathroom over the sink. And because it's in the bathroom over the sink, I can avoid looking at it. I can avoid look. You'd, you'd be amazed. I can go days without looking in a mirror. Now, I yes, I do video, so I see obviously what I look like. I've gotten really good at being able to do my hair and not need a mirror to look in to make sure that it's nice and neat and, you know, presentable. Because I hate looking in the mirror because I hate my face. I have always, always hated my face. I don't like it. I don't like the way it looks. I don't like the way it's shaped. I don't, I just, I don't. I don't. So if I can avoid looking at it, then the image that I have in my head of what I think I look like, I can fool myself into believing that's what I look like. The minute I look in the mirror, it proves me wrong. Tells me I'm a liar. And, you know, we all know how I feel about liars. Those are my demons. And I fight those demons every single day. Every single day. I have moments where I'm happy and I'm dancing and I feel good and, you know, I'm being silly or ridiculous or I'm laughing and, and you know, not thinking about it. And then I'll stop and go, ooh, what did that look like? Oh, that must have been horrible. I'm so sorry. And those demons start in my head. You're not cute. You're not pretty. You're not this. You're not that. What do you think you're doing? Every single day. I love face masks. I love them. I absolutely love them. Best thing ever. Why? Because I do like my eyes. Now, they're starting to look old and they're getting wrinkles around them and I need to fix that. But I do like my eyes. So a mask covers most of my face. I have a little face. I do. I have a little face. My face is little. And a mask completely covers everything but my eyes. It's great. So I can go out in public and I can pretend that I'm pretty because nobody can see anything but my eyes. That's it. That's all they can see. And if I wore my sunglasses, they can't even see that. They can't see anything on my face. Black mask, sunglasses, my warm earmuff, headband, hair, and I'm out. I'm gone. Off I go. Do, 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 do. Put my coat on. You can't even tell if I have a figure or not. But I sit with those demons every day. And the days that I go to bed at the end of the day, and I go, oh, that was a good day. That was a good day. I had a good day. I didn't cry today. I didn't hate myself today. It was a good day. That's just the demon that I battled that day. You know? Like it said. I'm trying to find the line. <laughs> you know... You killed the demon today, but you're going to face the devil tomorrow. So, 
I don't know. It just, it really struck me. And I just, it's that time of year where depression is at an all time high, especially in places like where I live, where we get a lot of snow and there is a lot of cloud cover. We don't see the sun for days, sometimes weeks on end. Um, the friend of mine that takes care of my apartment, I told him today that I was leaving tomorrow and, you know, setting everything up with him and that. And he's like, oh, P.S., the weather's been shit since you've been home. Can you take it with you? <laughs> like, you know, funny that you mentioned that. The weather got real nice when I left California, too. He was joking. But again, the demons, you know, I don't control the weather. I, I, I don't have any impact on the weather whatsoever. As much as I like to think so, the world does not revolve around me. The weather certainly does not revolve around me. So crappy weather is not my fault. But it's amazing what those demons can convince you of. It really is. And it reminded me, this whole dealing with, you know, the scars and the wounds that we carry as people. And we try and we put on this, this facade, this mask, this act for the world around us. So they can't see our scars. So they can't see the open, bleeding, gaping wounds that we carry with us because nobody wants to see those. Nobody cares. Really? In all reality, nobody cares. Nobody cares. Because everybody's got their own demons, their own battles that they're fighting. Nobody cares. Nobody. There's an episode. Um, if you watch Criminal Minds, every episode at the beginning of Criminal Minds, there was a quote. And then at the end of the episode, there would be another quote. And this one, um, Dr. Spencer Reed, my favorite character on the entire show, it was his voiceover at the end of the show. And he was saying a quote from Rose Kennedy. And it was, it has been said, time heals all wounds. I do not agree. The wounds remain. In time, the mind, protecting its sanity, covers them with scar tissue and the pain lessens. But it is never gone. I fully, completely, with every fiber of my being, believe that. I do. Wounds never heal. Emotional scars never heal. They don't. You just learn to live with them better. You just learn to deal with them. The trauma's still there. The trauma still raises its lovely, ugly little head every now and again. But you, you learn to carry on. You learn to love again. You learn to laugh again. You learn to enjoy things. But you still have those wounds. And sometimes it's just the slightest thing, just one expression, one sentence, one compilation of words that can tear that wound open and make you feel like nothing has changed. 
And that's kind of been my week. I've always... Alright. I had a little bit of a pity party for a moment. I have always, from as far back as I can remember, had a shit birthday. I've always had a crappy birthday. I was telling uh, Dave about my, my 10th birthday. And I was all excited. We were going to this pizzeria place. And um, it was my 10th birthday. And then we were going to go roller skating. Well, of course, you know, while we were roller skating, one of the friends that came to my birthday party had his arm get broken. Then I think it was my 13th birthday. Um, I didn't actually have a birthday at all. I was too sick. I was very sick back then. And I had been out of school for about a month and a half at that point in time. And I had bronchial asthma. I had pneumonia. And I didn't actually have a birthday. Um, most of the times my birthday was an afterthought. Because it was just after Christmas. And my sister's birthday was in Chris at Christmas. Uh, my dad's birthday was in January. So by the time they got to my birthday, they were pretty much birthdayed out. Um, and Valentine's Day was two days later. So my birthday's always been kind of an afterthought. Had one surprise party. And I was babysitting my grandma because my mom was in Florida. Um, when I said to her, you know, it'd be nice if we actually spent a birthday together. And her response was, it's not my fault you were born in February. Yeah, no, it kind of is. It kind of is. I didn't, you know, I wasn't sitting up there in the celestial ether waiting to be put into my body going, let's spin the wheel and see what month I get. You know, let's pick February. Why not? Shortest month of the year. I'm going to be short. Let's go for February. It's cold. No, I did not choose the month I was born in. So it's kind of your fault. And I spent many years um, <coughs> alone on my birthday. You know, half the time my kids don't even remember it's my birthday. So. I was kind of really looking forward. I mean, this is a big one for me. It, I had a hard time when I turned 25. I had a hard time when I turned 40. I'm having a very, 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 very hard time with this one. Um, So I was kind of excited. It's going to be this big party. And uh, it's going to be fun. Nope. So that's kind of been a hard thing for me to swallow. And I mean, from a business standpoint, I get it and I fully support it. I totally understand it. Um, I hate COVID. I hate it. I absolutely hate it. It has screwed me over so many times. And yeah, you know what? I get it. 
there are people out there that have it worse. There's people out there that have died of COVID, have lost family members from COVID. Well, that's not me. And I'm not being selfish when I say that. I'm allowed to react to the situations in my life. I don't have to invalidate my feelings and my emotions because it's worse for somebody else. Or it's the right thing to do. Or, you know, it could be worse. I'm allowed to feel how I feel. I'm allowed to express how I feel. I, yeah. I'm not being selfish. I'm being human. Because you can only react. You can only... have emotions about what goes on in your own life. So, yeah, it's been a rough week. And some of the wounds that um, I thought had healed over, I thought had moved past, um, I was reminded that no, 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 we're not. We're not. We're still just as insecure, just as broken as we've always been. So. But I want you to know that no matter what you're going through, no matter what demons you need to sit with, on a particular day, there are people out there that you can reach out to, that you can talk to. There are people that love you, regardless of what you think about yourself. I know I'm loved. I know I am. And I know no matter what, people got my back. <laughs> One for sure, two definitely, three guaranteed. I can I can name three off. I started out with one, and then went no no that one too. Oh, no that one too. I can tell you there are three, without a shadow of a doubt, that I know I could call them up and say hey, I need help. And they'll be like okay, what do you need? What can I do? Where do you need me? What? How big of a hole? <laughs> And knowing that I'm loved, knowing that the demons in my head lie, <laughs> doesn't make them go away. But it does make it a little easier to sit with them and go through it and know that I will get through it. This will pass. And I will make it out the other side and they'll be there. And they're there with me as I go through it. Sometimes they're standing beside me. Sometimes they have to pick me up and carry me. And sometimes they just stand behind me and let me try and do it on my own. But 
everybody has demons. And I think if we showed a little more compassion for people's moods and the way they act and the way they talk and we kind of think, we don't know what they're dealing with. We don't know what they're going through. And I mean, okay, yes, granted, there are assholes out there that are just assholes to be assholes. And they should be, you know, treated as such. But as you go through and you battle your demons, just remember that they can't win unless you let them. Don't ever let them win. Don't let them win. Easiest thing to say, hardest thing to do. Don't let them win. All right. I think I am going to wrap this up for this week. Uh, remember, I said at the beginning, I will have a, I have a TikTok for the podcast and I might get into a little bit more about the mental health side of battling these demons over there. Put up some phone numbers that you can call if you need to. Um, I know Bell Let's Talk Day is coming up soon and I want to really delve into that and um, I really want to focus on mental health this month because it's January. It's that after Christmas letdown. January and February are the two biggest months for mental health. So I'm going to Florida, so hopefully my mental health will get better. I know part of it is that I miss uh, my loved ones as well. So, all right, everybody. I hope you guys have a good week. And um, the next time I talk to you, I will hopefully be doing it from Florida. So have a good week and stay out of trouble. All right, everybody. See ya. Carry on my way, Wilson. There'll be peace when you are done. Lay your weary head to rest. Don't you cry. Don't you cry.